Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today it is my pleasure to be interviewing Mr. Rod Cleef. Rod, how are you doing today? Good, but I really appreciate you being here, Dave. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, you're calling in from sunny Florida. I'm here in Canada. Life is good. And we're going to be talking real estate, so it's even better. So that's, that's yeah, good stuff. My favorite topic. Yeah. So if you haven't had the pleasure of hearing Rod speak before or meet him yet, he's a very, very experienced real estate state entrepreneur, immigrated to the, the States as a young child, started from scratch. I won't take the thunder away because you're going to be telling us a little bit about your story. But bottom line, what we need to know is Rod started investing in real estate at age 18 and he's owned over 2,000 properties all the way from single family homes, now focusing more on multifamily properties. So Rod, really looking forward to getting some of your experience and your wisdom from this whole process. So thanks for being on the call. Yeah, no, it's absolutely my pleasure. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, yeah, Rod, that's, pretty impressive. that's pretty impressive for three years since I'm 21 years old, right? <laughs> You're looking good, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's God. It's painful. It's painful for me to think about that many houses. I'm going to, you know, enjoy, enjoy talking about that because... Yeah. So we'll probably we'll probably go all over the place, but let's start at the beginning. So I mean, you you came to the states as a young child, and you guys definitely didn't have the silver spoon. You started no no. We, we, Tell us a little we, bit about your story, please. Yeah yeah. So I immigrated when I was six from from the Netherlands, from Holland. I uh, brought the wooden shoes and everything over. <laughs> In fact, my mom made me wear them to school. Yeah, the bullies, the bullies love that for show and tell. Anyway, now we didn't have much money. In fact, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army through junior high school. We ate expired food. I drank powdered milk, and you know, and that's. I know a lot of people had it harder than we did, but that's how we grew up. And and I, but I knew I wanted more. And my mom had an incredible work ethic, and she bought the house across the street from us when I was fourteen for about thirty thousand dollars U.S. And and when I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000 while she slept. And I'm like, what? I'm getting into real estate. I'm going to be a real estate mogul. And I got my real estate broker's license when I turned 18. And I was going to get rich in real estate. And, you know, I, I sold real estate for a couple of years, made like eight grand my first year, maybe 10 grand my second year. But my third year, I made over $100,000. And, wow. and so people ask me what happened between year two and year three. Well, what happened was I discovered the power of mindset and psychology. And, and really that 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset or your psychology. And, you know, luckily I got to spend 20 years, this is later, decades later, I got to spend 20 years following Tony Robbins around the planet. And, you know, that just reinforced all of that important uh, component, the, the importance of, of mindset and psychology to success in anything, including life. So, but yes, fast forward to today, I've owned over 2000 houses, multiple apartment complexes, and in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept, a little more than my mom's 20 grand. And, but there's a punchline. The punchline is I had a lot of houses in Florida and uh, about 800 when 2008 hit and I crashed and burned. And uh, it was uh, a $50 million seminar. I don't call them failures. I call them seminars because I definitely learned from it. But it, you know, I lost everything because of the logistics of the single family portfolio and, and of course, thinking I was smart. I cross collateralized my single family packages with my multifamily. So I lost my multifamily too. But you know, it's, it's, it was a painful seminar, but I learned a lot. And what was fascinating through that whole crisis was 
my single families weren't cash flowing and that was more logistical than anything else. And I can get into the detail of that if you like, but my multifamilies were, and that's kind of why I started my podcast, the lifetime cash flow podcast was just to give people that message that if you're going to buy and hold long-term, at least do multifamily, don't do single family. It's just, it, they're safer, they're easier. They're more scalable. Everything about them is, is better in my opinion. So um, again, that's my opinion, but uh, based on, you know, my track record and my history. So well, it sounds like you, you went through the, the ringer with yeah. the single family homes. I mean, you had a far bigger portfolio than most people ever dream of when it comes to single family homes. And, uh, and you also had, so at that time, did you just basically kind of have a smattering of, of multifamily? Yeah, homes? no, I, I had a handful of, of, of apartment complexes and, you know, a, a couple decent sized ones, but and they cash flowed just fine through the contraction. See, the problem with my single family portfolio was I was about two hours one direction, two hours the other direction, everywhere in between. That, and so the logistics to that, I'll explain in a minute. But also, you know, Florida has no state income tax. So the property taxes are much higher here. Additionally, I was, you know, a lot of my properties were in wind or flood zones, very high insurance. So all that impacts cash flow. And then you couple that with the fact that, you know, for example, in one of my apartment complexes, I would send a maintenance guy and we would have parts that were stockpiled, like, you know, appliance parts, plumbing parts, you know, HVAC components, things of that nature, filters the right size, all the stuff we needed because everything was the same. Well, in every in a house, everything's different. Every appliance is different. Every, the HVAC, the plumbing, the electrical, everything's different. The doors, the doorknobs, the faucets. So, you know, I could send somebody to an apartment complex. They could fix a maintenance issue in 30 minutes. If I had to send them to a house, let's say it's an hour away. So it's an hour each way to drive there. They got to go see what's wrong. Then they've got to find a, a, a hardware store, Home Depot or Lowe's. That might take an hour round trip. Then they come back, they're working on it. They get into it and like invariably, if you've ever fixed anything, you realize you need something else, you go back. And what takes 30 minutes at an apartment complex takes all day at a house. You multiply that times 800. You couple that with the fact that I was primarily in C-class houses. So a lot of construction, tenants in the construction business, tenants in retail, all which got crushed in 2008. And it was just the perfect storm. But again, I don't bemoan it. I mean, you know, I, I talk about on my podcast, you know, how I got back from that to the success that I enjoy today. So, you know, not just how did I get to 50 million to lose in the first place, but then losing it and coming back to where I'm at today. And, and it's all mindset. It's all psychology. Well, and, and I don't know. I mean, I tend to find the more painful the lesson, the better it sticks, right? <laughs> <laughs> No question. No question. There's an emotional component that absolutely adds, adds, adds a component to it and, and, and causes you, you know, and again, it's only a failure if you fail to grow and, yeah. and you, and you don't, and you don't get the lesson and that's when it's a failure. And so, you know, I have, I'm happy that it happened. Probably not, but yeah, I guess I am. I wouldn't have met my wife if it hadn't, if it hadn't happened and life is so fantastic right now. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it happened. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah. for those folks that are watching this, that, that are real estate newbies or neophytes, they haven't had a lot of experience with real estate investing. Can you just kind of compare and contrast your opinion of, of the advantages of multifamily properties versus sure. single family? Sure, 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 sure. And, and you know, again, I've owned 2000 of them. I had 500 in Denver at one time. I had a couple hundred in Memphis, you know, 13, 1400 in, in Florida. So, you know, it's, it's an area, I, all long-term hold. This isn't flipping, wholesaling, whatever. These were buy and hold. Okay. I rented them out. I owned a management company. I'd, I bought them all from individual owners. It wasn't like I bought packages of them. So I was very good with systems. 
the, the bottom line is the reason I, I would never do it again that way is if you have a house that's empty, you're 100% vacant. If you have one unit in a duplex or one unit in a fourplex that's vacant, you're only you know 50% to 25% vacant. Or if it's bigger than that, then you do the math. And you can sustain vacancy in multifamily that you, can't, that you don't have that luxury in single family. So that's number one. Number two, it's a whole lot easier to buy a 20 unit than it is to buy 20 houses. A lot easier, okay? So you get scale faster. Number three, it's, they're much easier to manage, as I just referenced in my logistical issues that I had with my houses. You know, so it's just much easier. And the big one, the big one is in the commercial multifamily space, it's a team sport. So, so you know, when you buy a, a residential multifamily, a residential single family, they look at you personally much harder uh, than, than they would if you buy five units or higher. Anything one to four units is residential. Two to four units is residential multifamily, duplex, triplex, fourplex, you know, or in some places it's called two family, three family, four family. Those are residential multifamily. And those are treated like houses. And which are, but still, listen, if you're, if you're young and you haven't bought a property yet, for God's sakes, buy a plex. Buy a duplex, triplex, or fourplex. Because not only do you get the advantages of that residential financing, 30-year fixed financing, very low down payments. You can even use the, the rental amounts in, if the other units are leased to help you qualify for a bigger property. But chances are you're going to live for much less than you'd live in a house, if not for free, and you've started your investing career. So please take my advice. It's called house hacking. Really, it's plex hacking, but, but you're hacking and, and you're living for free or very inexpensively. And I mean, I've interviewed people on my show that have multi-million dollar portfolios that did it one plex at a time. But I will tell you, it is easier to do commercial, five units or higher, because several reasons. Number one, the bank or the finance broker or finance company that's financing your commercial multifamily is going to look at the team that's buying the property. So they look at three things. They look at your experience, they look at your net worth, and they look at your liquidity, okay? And what's great though, is if you find a high net worth individual that's owned an apartment complex, they satisfy all three requirements. So you, you find somebody to act as a sponsor on your deal. And, you know, a lot of new commercial investors start that way. And they'll bring in somebody to, to put up the money. They'll bring in someone to show their balance sheet for the net worth and liquidity requirements. They'll maybe align with somebody that's got some experience. They may put two or three, four, even five people or more together to put that team together. And then they're able to take down large properties and leverage all of these things, including the money. So it's just a fantastic way to do this business. Now, it requires you to be educated. You've got to learn the business. And by the way, I've got a free book I'll give your listeners at the end. It's, it's 200 yeah. pages, like a textbook for this business. So again, you can put all this together. And now again, you've got, you've got to build your competence first, though. I mean, you've got to have the education. I do live events. as Other people do live events. If you learn the business, then you have the ability, you know, then you get some confidence in the business and then you have the ability to influence people to put deals together, influence sellers and brokers and potential investors to invest with you. That's what's so beautiful about, you know, the, the multifamily space, especially the commercial multifamily space. The other thing that's huge is in the residential space, even the plexes, the values are based on comparable sales. So if you buy a fourplex and they appraise it, they're going to look and see what other fourplexes sold for. Right. That's not the case with five units or higher. In the commercial multifamily space, five units or higher, they value is based on a multiple of the net income. So they call the net operating income. So, and that multiple is the cap rate, the capitalization rate. And I know I, I'm probably losing a few of you here, but the bottom line is you can 
force appreciation, meaning you can ramp the value of one of these properties by doing one of two things, raising rents or decreasing expenses, either, either of which impact the bottom line, the NOI, and the impact is exponential. For example, I'll give you an example. You raise the rents on a 25 unit, 50 bucks, okay? Not a big increase, you raise 50 bucks. All things being equal, you've just instantly increased the value $250,000. Wow. Yeah, that's my. So that's the exponential increase. And so, you know, like when we find a property, like I've got a deal we're doing right now where the rents are 200 below market and it's 100 units. Wow. So, 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 you know, we raise those rents 200 bucks on 100 units. I don't, I can't do the math in my head, but it's a, it's a nice chunk of, chunk of appreciation that we have instantly forced in value on that property. And that's, that's why this business is so freaking exciting. <laughs> I can tell you're excited about it. Yeah, awesome. uh, yeah. So, Rod, unfortunately, we only have a few minutes left because this is a short kind of podcast. We'll probably mm. have to have you back because you, mm. you're a wealth Love of information. It. But here's what I want to kind of delve into a little bit with you is, the whole mindset idea, because, you know, if, if you followed Tony Robbins around for a couple of decades, I did. And, and you, you know, went through that crap storm in 08 and lost everything and came back. It sounds like you're pretty successful right now as well. Talk to us a little bit about how to get on the right. Sure, path. sure, sure. You know, I, 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 it's, it's really about goal setting and it's about, it's about visualization. At least it was for me. And I, I, at my live events and to my coaching students, I teach a whole goal setting session, but I'll, I'll give it to you real fast. Bottom line is you got to know exactly what you want and why you want it. So it's not just writing your goals down. It's taking your goals to a whole nother level. You write down what you want. You write down what you want to learn. You write down who you want to help. It's everything you want to do, be, or have. You write it down. Then you write down why it's an absolute must be to achieve those things. And you put positive and negative reasons. So I can, so we can do whatever we want when whenever we want, wherever we want, with whoever we want, whatever it is for you, write down positive reasons why and put some pain in there if you don't achieve your goals. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So that's part of, I'm massively expediating this process for your show here. But, but you, you go and you do your goals and your why's and then you get pictures of your goals. And I could show you, I've got pictures here of things. You know, I, I built a $10 million house on the beach and I lost it through all of that crap. And because God's got a sense of humor. I've got this amazing compound on the water now, and I've got six buildings and just incredible zen-like park-like setting on the water. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay that I lost. <laughs> but, but anyway, you get pictures. Like you can, you can see here, I've got my planner. These pictures have been in here for 20 years. They start with gratitude pictures, but then I've got pictures of the houses that I wanted that I got. I've got pictures of the uh, stupid shit that I thought was important, like watches and stuff that I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. Again, stupid shit. I got the Lamborghini, the Rolls Royce, all this stuff that I got because I had pictures. So get pictures of your goals too. That's how I got back from losing it all. Remembering what I wanted and why I wanted it. Because guys, and for those of you that haven't even started yet, you've got to push through your limiting beliefs. We all have limiting beliefs from childhood that, that hold us back. You've got to push through fear. And, and even bigger than that, you got to get uncomfortable. You know, if you're comfortable, it, it can be, a, it can be, you know, comfort kills. That's what Grant Cardone says, uh, you know, if you know who that is. Uh, and, 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 and it does. You've got it. The, the, the magnificent life of your dreams is on the other side of that fear. It's on the other side of that comfort. And so you've got to, you've got to have the fuel and the fuel is knowing what you want and why you want it. 
Very, very well said. Thank you. So if people want to know more about Rod Cleef and... Yeah, I've got a free book, free book, uh, text my name. It's 200 pages long. It's like a textbook. Um, text Rod to 41411 and I'll give you a free copy. It's going on Amazon for 25 bucks here in about 60 days. Uh, also, I've got a close Facebook group, which is which is uh, got 25,000 people in it that are interested in multifamily and no promotion is allowed there. It's just an educational platform. It's an awesome platform because you guys know you are the five people you hang around with. And that's just go to multifamilycommunity.com and it's a direct link to that. If you want to come see me live, I do three-day live events um, and it's just me. I don't bring outside speakers to sell you stuff. It's just me for three days and tickets are really cheap. Uh, that's multifamilybootcamp.com and I do three or four events a year. And then I've got tons of free materials on my website. I mean, videos and articles that I've written and books that I've written. And it's all free on rodcleef.com, K-H-L-E-I-F.com. But thanks for having me on the show, brother. That's the fastest interview I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you very much. And you know what? Like, like we talked about before we started recording, we'll have you back because you're just a, a wealth of knowledge. So thank you oh, so much for your time today, Rod. Thanks, buddy. It was a lot of fun. All right, everybody. Take care. Talk to you next time. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits Podcast. And if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at Investor Attraction Demo. Dot com. Take care.